This episode is powered by Tom DeLeo Day Financial Planning Services. On today's episode of Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. I guess this gets into fad diets. There's a lot out there. Is this a meal plan that is so restrictive that they tell you what to eat every day? Cabbage soup diet comes to mind. And I mean, I just heard of a person probably two weeks ago. I hadn't heard of cabbage soup diet in a long time. But a person was like, hey, I'm going to do this cabbage soup diet. I'm trying to lose some weight. There's a military diet that you do. But if something, think about, is this something, is this a meal plan that I could follow for a long period of time, be satisfied and feel good? Because if it's something that you're just going to do for two weeks, that's not sustainable. I mean, so if it, it, so it needs to be um, something sustainable, something that you feel good doing. It can't be too restrictive. This episode is sure to deliver stimulating conversations and aha moments that may give you a fresh perspective. If any moment made your soul vibrate, please leave us a review and let us know if we're on the right track. Also, we release episodes every Tuesday, so be sure to subscribe and visit BlackGirlsGettingTheirShiftTogether.com to access exclusive offers and coaching packages. The coaching packages include clarity calls, VIP one-on-one exclusive coaching, and my absolute favorite, the Tribe Vibes. A Tribe Vibe is a twist on ladies' night, focusing on self-care for black women with a holistic approach. Welcome to Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. I'm your host, Ursula, a transformation life coach and mental health and wellness advocate. This is a safe space for amazing Black women to share open, honest dialogue about mental health and wellness, self-care, self-love, and basically how to get our shift together. Let's tune in to this week's episode. For the queen, sisters manifesting their dreams. Get your cream by any means and being with self-esteem. Beauty supreme and booty walk so mean. The way you fit in them jeans, you eat your cornbread and greens. Dance or a doctor, red wine or vodka. Redesign your spot and redefine your mantra. Retwist your locks and realign your chakras. Doing your squats and getting closer to God, huh? Brunching with your squad or taking a girl's trip. Adjust your crown, you guys give to the world, sis. Celestial body, drink your water. Meditate, sun kiss goddess, heavenly order. Levitate, tribe of Ashanti, black girl magic, melanin popping, whether you ratchet or lavish, whether you bougie or savage, you a gift and a treasure, you got to love a black girl getting a shift together, black girls are getting a shift together, these black girls getting a shift together, man, these black girls are getting a shift together, these black girls getting a shift together, dog. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. What a beautiful day it is today. Today, I want to really delve into the meat of what's been going on with this pandemic. But before we get into that, I just want to let you know that this is a podcast about mental health and wellness, as well as self-empowerment 
for Black women. I'm your host, Ursula. I'm a transformation life coach and a mental health and wellness advocate. And each week, I promise to deliver relevant topics and resources that affect our community. Welcome to season three. This is pretty good. So far, we've had some pretty amazing guest to come on. And I have a lovely guest in the background. We already have people coming in. I will get to you in a minute, caller. So um, yeah, season three has been pretty amazing so far. And um, I have a question to ask you all first. And if this, if this um, resonates with you, just let me know. One, can you remember the last time that you scheduled at least 30 minutes for your own self-care or do you feel drained or stressed a lot or do you always put other people's needs before your own and then when you focus on yourself you feel guilty if you answered yes to any of this i need you to click the link in the description box i am hosting a free free meditation class for stress once again, if you answered yes to any of these, I want you to click that link. This is a beginner's meditation practice, and it'll focus on self-care, managing stress, and promoting healthy routines. And you also create a wholesome habit in your lifestyle because August is National Wellness Month. So we're going to kick off the month with a meditation class. And after that class, you're going to learn how to manage stress more importantly, you're going to feel empowered for making your self-care a priority. It's August 1st, which is this Sunday at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Eastern Standard Time. Also, please like, comment, share. If you if you hear me, why don't you just say hello? Tell me where you're tuning in from. If this is a replay, please type replay. We're going to get right into it. I'm going to bring this lovely guest. Are you ready, my lovely guest? Wave if you are. She's waving. Let me bring her on. Risha! Hello, hello, hello. Good evening. Good evening. How are you? I'm well. How are you, love? Doing well, doing well. Thank you. Happy to be here. Excited to about tonight. I know you've been on the radar for a while, ma'am. <laughs> I'm glad really we connected. Nice. I'm glad. I'm so glad we connected. Can anyone, can you all see how our backgrounds match? Look at our orange. <laughs> yeah. Risha. So I'm going to tell everybody how we met. Risha and I met, we have a large fitness group of ladies that we all know each other from. And I've hosted a few hot yoga events. <laughs> and Risha was there to sweat it out in the box with us. Sweat it out. <laughs> and in that time, I found out that she is a nutritionist. Hmm, who knew? But then at the time, I, the podcast was not even, it wasn't on the radar. But now that it is, that's why I reached out. And I'm so grateful that you said yes. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. So we have, uh, oh yeah, also anyone who's listening, if you'd like to come on and ask Risha a question, 
related to nutrition, dietary needs, there's a link in the description box. Feel free to click. Yes, Fele, hot yoga. <laughs> click the, the link in the description box and we'll have you come on. So, Risha, you're already getting some love from Catherine. She said, good evening. Lynn. I love, that's Lynn is one of my favorite people. Hey, Lynn. And Fele said, hot yoga. She wanted to know about your hot yoga. <laughs> hot yoga was something else. Hot yoga was something else. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, hot yoga was something else. Um, but I will say that the next day, I woke up feeling amazing. I mean, just yeah. amazing, amazing. Leaving out of hot yoga, I said, okay, I've been there, done that, never have to do that again. But I will say the next day, I felt absolutely amazing. You see, it was only 900 degrees. In <laughs> yeah, only problem. 900. Right. <laughs> exactly. And the humidity was about 80 mm percent. -hmm. And a, a room full of people. Right. A room packed of people. With 60 people. Right. Mm -hmm. OK, so anyone, if you have an aha moment or a hmm, I want you to put some light bulbs in the comments box so I know that you're feeling it. Also, if you can hear me okay, I'm trying out some new equipment. If you can hear me, can you please say yes or give me a, a heart or a thumbs up? All right. And Fele says she loves hot yoga. It is a great cleanse. Yes, ma'am. It is. It really is. I felt like a rubber band after. Yeah. I did it. All right. Oh, Catherine, you can hear me. Perfect. Let's get into it. Risha. Yes. First question I have to ask yes. you, because I really want to know this. What's the difference between a certified nutritionist, a registered dietitian, and a nutritionist? All right. So, yes, a, a very common question I get asked um, often. So a registered dietitian is someone, and it, the term is actually registered dietitian nutritionist is someone who has had specialized training. It's a four-year degree and a, at a minimum an internship. Uh, currently, it requires a four-year degree and a master's degree and an internship, but they've had a lot of training in the area of nutrition. Um, some states also require licensure for dietitians, Georgia is one. And so in Georgia, a person must be licensed. They're licensed and registered. And so if you see someone who is a registered and licensed dietitian nutritionist, registered dietitian nutritionist, that means that they've had quite a bit of training in nutrition. A Registered dietitian will always be a nutritionist. However, if you see someone who says they're a nutritionist or a certified nutritionist, that may mean that they've taken an online course or a certification course, but not necessarily have a four-year degree and an internship and have they may not have they wouldn't have taken the registered dietitian exam and passed it. Wow. I didn't know yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, so nutritionist is kind of a, t a term that's loosely used, especially on the internet. Um, you can do a an online class in two hours and get a certificate and a person may call themselves a nutritionist. But if you're looking for some sound advice, you do wanna consult with a registered dietitian nutritionist. And in most states, um, licensure is required. 
So how do certified nutritionists, dietitians feel about the online graduates? You know, know, there's room for all of us. Um, However, I would say, you know, I'm licensed. I take that pretty seriously. You know, I want to keep my license. We have to keep up with continuing education hours. We've been um, trained um, and that person should be able to give you the most up-to-date and sound knowledge that's out there. And so a person, you want to use extra caution when going with a nutritionist who has not had such specialized training. Not that they don't have something to offer, but especially when you get into chronic disease. And I mean, nutrition is something that has a profound impact on our health. And so you do want the most accurate information. Interesting. Where could they work if they're uh, online certification? So these are pretty usually people who work for themselves and um, and they may and a lot of personal trainers will say they're a personal trainer and nutritionist, which means they have done some classes in nutrition in addition to their personal training. Just like me as a registered dietitian nutritionist, I could go take a class in personal training. And if I added that to mine, but I don't have a degree in physical therapy, kinesiology or anything like that. Um, So again, there's room for all of us, but a person does want to use caution, especially depending on the reason that they're seeking advice. Interesting. And this is why I reached out to you, because if you all have not figured out, Risha is our special guest because she is the trained certified nutritionist (laughs) and she's going to give us all the answers we have about nutrition during the pandemic. So what areas of nutrition do you address in your practice, Risha? So I currently, I work during the day with a surgeon. um, And right now I work primarily in the area of bariatric nutrition. And so I work with people who have either had weight loss surgery or planning to have weight loss surgery, people who are considering weight loss surgery. So that's what I do during the day. But even in order to do that, I have to address diabetes, high blood pressure, and any other chronic conditions a person may be dealing with um, as they prepare for surgery or if they've had surgery and they're regaining weight. Uh, But then I also have um, a consulting business where I do, I've done the whole life cycle from infants to geriatric nutrition. Um, I'm a certified diabetes care and education specialist. So I do diabetes education and preventing diabetes. I'm a lifestyle coach for the National Diabetes Prevention Program. And I, I do kidney disease, um, nutrition for all chronic conditions, and even just people looking to optimize their health. Wow. Mm-hmm. Who knew? <laughs> I couldn't ask you all this in the 900 degree hot yoga room. Right. <laughs> wow. I did not know yeah. that about you. Yeah. So right now I probably do mostly weight management related things. But again, you can't deal with weight management without touching on the diabetes or preventing diabetes, high blood pressure, sleep apnea and other chronic conditions. So what made you get into nutrition? You know, um, so long story short, short, um, my original major in school was restaurant, um, food and nutrition, restaurant, hotel and restaurant management. 
And I, from born and raised in Chicago, did an internship in, on the Magnificent Mile in a wonderful, wonderful hotel. And um, every day I got to work, they had a different uniform for me. So one day it was a housekeeping uniform. One day it was a um, kitchen uniform. Every day they had a different uniform. And so it was not the glamorous hotel restaurant management that I was thinking I was going into and needed to get a degree. And with the classes I already took, the business classes and the nutrition classes, nutrition just seemed to be a degree that I could get and get a degree in four years um, and then just grew to love it and then went on to get my master's degree. Um, and a professor, the first day of class said, you are what you eat. And I said, man, this is a career that can help not only myself, but my family members, my friends. I will always have a job because everyone, we eat something every day. And so um, that's kind of how I got into it. I didn't intend on going into it, but it's been one of the best decisions of my life. Oh, that sounds like passion in itself. I love when you're talking about when you you have studied it and now you can pass it on to your friends and family. That's mm -hmm. the gift that keeps giving. Absolutely. Absolutely. On every level, because um, I mean, you are what you eat. I mean, we've heard that and it's kind of cliche, but you really we are what we eat. And so when you think about that and take it to another level, whether I mean, we're raising kids, um, neighbors, friends, it's a message. We can't all do the same thing, but we all can do something to help improve our health through our nutrition. Is that why you're in such lovely shape when I see you? <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. As oh, are you. <laughs> thank you. Well, speaking of how my shape is, um, and we're going to touch on that quarantine 15. <laughs> we'll put a pin in that. Right. So speaking of that, we all know this is COVID and it's hit our community, especially our community, extremely bad. And yes. yeah, and it's taken a toll more than it's bad. It's bad. It is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it has some... been. And yeah, it, yeah, it has been. And it's not over, unfortunately. So it continues to take a toll on our community. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'll admit I put my head in the sand a lot with COVID because for my mental health, I had to relax on the news, but I'm seeing that the numbers in Georgia are going up. They are. They are. Absolutely. They are. Yep. Yeah. That's a whole nother topic right there. Right. Right. Oh my God. So what are some lessons learned or some takeaways from a nutrition standpoint during this pandemic? Right. So if, if anyone's watching the news, you see that, like you said, our community was hit especially hard. Um, but a lot of that was because so many people in our community are dealing with those chronic conditions, the diabetes and high blood pressure, a lot of whom were uncontrolled. And so when they developed COVID or contracted COVID, they a lot of them just weren't able to beat it because they were already in a compromised 
position. And so one of the biggest takeaways is, yes, diabetes is in our community. There's a huge number of people with prediabetes. And so if you have prediabetes, there is that opportunity to prevent or delay the onset of diabetes. If you have diabetes already, people don't die from diabetes. People die from the complications associated with diabetes. And so if you have diabetes, no time like the present to get it under control. Um, high blood pressure, the same thing. And so high blood pressure, it's if uncontrolled, it doesn't matter if a, your doctor has you on high blood pressure medication, that blood pressure needs to be controlled. And if it's not, it not only wears and tears on your kidneys, but the list goes on and on. So I think the biggest takeaway is if we can prevent these chronic conditions, by all means, we need to do so. The other thing we saw with COVID is that it affected a lot of people um, worse who were carrying more weight. So people who are in that obese or obesity category had a harder time managing or recovering from COVID. And so, again, no time like the present to, um, we, we're not thinking about just the old BMI body mass index chart. Everyone doesn't have to get to the perfect, but even reducing a person's weight from five to 10%, which is a really, really small number, um, can help reduce or um, delay the progression of a chronic disease. entrepreneur? Do you have questions about insurance and annuities? Are you a new investor and have questions about wealth strategies? Or are you at an age like myself where you're planning retirement saving strategies? If you'd answered yes, then you need to contact Tondaleo Day Financial Services. You know, getting your shift together also includes financial wellness and Tondaleo Day who is a seasoned 25-year-plus financial advisor, he is the one for you. His Edward Jones Investments practice provides tailored solutions through an established process to help each of his clients reach their financial investment goals. So whether it's a retirement plan for a small business owner, assisting you with preparing for unexpected issues such as life insurance and long-term care, or consolidating your retirement plans. His team delivers upper echelon service, utilizing state-of-the-art tools and resources with a personal touch. Contact Tondaleo Day at 770-466-0031. That's 770-466-0031 to schedule an appointment in his Loganville, Georgia office. And remember, if you're located outside of Georgia, no worries. You can also reach his financial branch via the web. His website is in the show notes below. Mm, yes. Wow. Uh, can we go back a little bit? Because I believe my aunt may be watching this and she's old school and you know, some old school people call diabetes the sugar. 
Mm-hmm. So, a touch of sugar. Right. But, and doctors, I even have doctors who are still using that terminology. Oh, uh, yeah, you have a touch of sugar or you have borderline diabetes. I'm like, what is borderline diabetes? Borderline diabetes, uh, being borderline diabetic is like being borderline pregnant. Can you be borderline pregnant? I mean, you either are or you aren't. And we have right. the numbers to give you that information. And so I was talking to someone the other day and she said, oh, with the doctor, they wanted to call it pre-diabetes, but it's not up to the doctor. We have very direct numbers. And so if you have your labs done, you don't have to depend on the nurse, the doctor, the dietitian. No one has to tell you where you stand. If you have your labs, you can look up the values and know whether you have no diabetes, pre-diabetes, diabetes. You can look to see if your blood pressure today is controlled or uncontrolled. And we have access to those numbers. So we do need to know our numbers and we owe it to ourselves. So that's another a huge takeaway from the COVID situation. So what does it look like pre-diabetes to diabetes? What is that line? What does that look like? Yeah. So if you know anything, so it's based on an A1C and A1C is an average blood sugar over the past three months. And so I'll have a person who got their A1C done and they'll say, oh, Risha, my doctor shouldn't have checked it. It was just high because I was on a cruise last week. Sweetness, your cruise didn't last three months. And A1C is giving us an average over the past three months. And if that A1C is 5.7 to 6.4, that is pre-diabetes. And it What's A1C? A1C is a lab test. It's a lab test that you would get. You get your blood drawn, get the result, and it's an average of your blood sugars over the past three months. We used to just do a blood sugar. They prick your finger. That's your blood sugar right at that time. But an A1C is more accurate because it's a three-month average. So if your blood sugars have been trending high for three months, that's an issue. And you can't address a problem until you first identify it. And so an A1C, when I say know your numbers, if you don't recall having an A1C done, that's one thing that you want to ask your doctor. Everyone should have a baseline A1C. I'd love to read a comment and we can get into this. Lynn, McCray said most of the things that you're talking about are things that people of color deal with. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But even though that's our history and that's our reality, it doesn't have to be the case. And these things are controllable. So even if you have a very strong family history, I mean, in terms of diabetes, if you have a parent or a sibling with diabetes, it's not really a question of if you're going to get diabetes, it's when. So no time like the present. That's what the research tells us. And so there's no time like the present to do something different. And these things are controllable. So really the ball is in your court with these chronic diseases. There are some things out there that happen and we have to throw up our hands and and we pray, but that's just the hand we were dealt. Diabetes and high blood pressure, we have the power to control it. And a lot of that is by the choices that we make on a day-to-day, minute-by-minute hour. Wow. I... mm. You got some love right there. Blind guy and his wife. I like that. Blind guy, his wife, their life. 
I like yeah, that. Yeah, I met them on another podcast channel. Oh, wow. Rebuilding Black Wealth. Yes. Awesome. And they're very involved in the conversations as I am. And it's really a blind guy with his wife. Wife in their <laughs> life. Awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Oh, I want to connect with you all very soon. Just FYI, blind guy and his wife. Wow. So why does it affect us more than our white counterparts? So some of it is our genetic makeup and, you know, it, and we can't, we can't do a lot about our genetic makeup. However, your genetic makeup doesn't dictate your future. You may be predisposed to um, certain chronic conditions. Again, hypertension, diabetes, you have that family history, but that just means you may have to work a little harder, make healthier food choices more often, move your body more, and you just may have to do it a little more. But some of it is our genetic makeup. Some of it is the choices and just our history. Um, if we grew up eating more fast food or convenience foods or um, being served too much food on our plate as a child and being told we don't waste food here, so you're going to eat all the food. We have been taught to ignore our hunger signals for so many years that now when I come, the dietitian's talking about mindful eating and listen to your body, determine when you're full. That's something you haven't had to do your entire life. So we don't just snap our fingers and make it happen. So a lot of it is just um, the way people grew up. If your grandmother cooked with um, unhealthy fats in the food uh, and then you say, oh, well, she did it and she was okay. But think about it. Our Meanwhile, her left leg is severed. Is yeah, it, it, true for some of them. But then they also, your great grandparents, they were a lot more active. They weren't driving everywhere. They weren't hitting the fast food restaurants. So we also have to look at where we are today. We do a lot of convenience foods. A lot of us don't prepare our meals at home. And a lot of us are a lot less active. So, you know, we have to compare. And we say, hey, what we always talk about what we don't have this family history. Some of us don't know our family history because because of the mistrust of doctors. Our, some of our family members didn't go to the doctor. A1C may not have even been around back then. And so we have to look at our situation today where we are. Um, food quality today, depending on where you get it, is not as great as it was in the past. A lot more additives, pesticides, just all types of things added to our food. Uh, so we have to take all of those things. Absolutely. So all those things have to be taken into account. May I read some comments? Absolutely. All right. So Elise, she says, eat to live. Right. Don't live to eat. Absolutely. I've been on Absolutely. both sides of that in a transparent mm -hmm. moment. I will yep. say that. And I love this by blind guy and his wife. Uh, likewise, we'd love. Oh, they want to connect with you. Yeah. I didn't mean to put that on there yet, but <laughs> hey, let's do it. I wanted to put this one up. <laughs> they said we switched to a whole food plant-based lifestyle in order to increase our health status. Absolutely. You know, that is so near and dear to my heart. Um, there's, um, Catherine. Yes, absolutely. Oh, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I tried plant-based. Mm -hmm. 
for about a month. I saw, oh, I saw a post on Facebook from one of your sorors. I'll tell you her name later. And it was so informative. And when I saw it at work, I became an instant vegan, plant-based, you name it. I was so disgusted by what I saw, but she made a point and it hit me hard. Well, I, 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 I ate no flesh whatsoever. I gained so much weight Wait. and I had the shakes and my coworkers at the time, they said I was so bitchy. I wasn't pleasant. Me. I was irritable. I was mean AF. I didn't, you know, I just wasn't feeling good. And I remember right. thinking, how can this be healthy for me? Because I did not, it didn't feel good. Yeah. I felt, Absolutely. and then when I did, I lost some of the weight, but I didn't feel good. Mm-hmm. And then I couldn't take it anymore. And after that month, I ate a piece of salmon. I literally felt my battery pack go up. Mm-hmm. And within an hour, I felt fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then a nutritionist who was a patient's mom came in and she heard the conversation and she said, well, you, Ursula, you did it all wrong. You went and about it, it the wrong way. Absolutely. So yeah. what did you, what, what's your opinion? Yeah, on that? you know, I, again, that's very, very near and dear to my heart. And I create actually at my um, former place of employment, I created a whole food plant-based um, class um, and we met. And, and so, yes, very, very near and dear because I've met so many people just like you who um, went either vegan, whole food, plant-based, they gained weight, they didn't feel good. Um, the first question I ask in the class is, what's your why? Why are you doing this? And one one major reason, a lot of people to decrease medications, to lose weight, but it should be to have more energy and to feel great. And if you're not experiencing that, we need to talk because something is going on where you may be going about it the wrong way. I honestly have to say, years ago, my first step at it, I found out that, again, transparent moment, and I'm a registered dietitian nutritionist, I found out that Twizzlers were vegan. So I love strawberry Twizzlers. So I was eating Twizzlers. But the other thing I did was I went to the grocery store and I would go to um, Publix, you know, gro- grocery stores that had a health food section, but I was buying packaged things. And though I wasn't eating animal products, I was uh, eating a lot of processed foods. And that is not the way that will put more weight on you. That will have, that will affect your mood. That messes up your immune system. And so the key words are whole food plant-based. And even if a person doesn't do it a hundred percent of the time, tremendous benefits for any time that you increase fruits and vegetables, your whole grains, and you decrease processed foods. That ultimately is the key. And that's where you'll experience the energy and the benefits that come from a whole food. So vegan, again, just means that you're not eating animal, but Oreos are vegan. So if you eat Oreos and Twizzlers all day long, you shouldn't expect to have those benefits. And you sometimes think you can eat more of them because you're not eating the meat. And so because you're not eating fish, you say, oh, I can have a double portion of this rice, pasta, all of these, again, um, 
processed foods. And so very important. And that's where a registered dietitian, nutritionist, or even someone who has specialized training in whole food plant-based can be very, very important. I see your health. I see oh, that's a friend of mine. Um, your health is your wealth. And we only have one body. We only have one place to live. So we have to take care of our body. It's the only place we have to live. And so absolutely. Um, are there any alcohol beverages that are vegan? Just curious. Asking for a friend. Yeah. So, yeah, most all alcohol. Yeah, because they, they don't have animal derived products in them. Hmm. Okay. So, right, but they're very, very high in calories. <laughs> right. Very, very can be can be very, very high in calories and almost empty calories because they're not going to give you a lot of nutrients. And again, so that's not saying that that's not something we should enjoy. But again, it's how often and how much that we how much that we do. Hmm. Okay. Let's circle back to the the diabetes and the high blood pressure. What are some things that we could do to manage it or risk of developing it? Right. So I'm going to start with know your numbers. So just know where you stand right now. So if you haven't had a yearly physical, um, just know your numbers, know where you stand with those things. And then there are simple things. Um, fruit. If you increase fruits and vegetables daily, the current recommendation is five to nine a day. Um, but if, if you break that down for women, that's three to five servings of vegetables a day, two to four separate servings of fruit. And that's a huge thing, especially with blood sugars. But all of us, we should not be eating large amounts of fruit. So if you cut the watermelon and you sit, a serving is one cup, one cup. And that's not a lot. And so I encourage people get a baggie. Um, if it's dried fruit, it's a quarter of a cup. So get a snack size baggie, add in some nuts or some whole grain cereal. Be real careful with too much fruit at one time, um, even juicing, because it can make blood sugars go sky high. And when really? blood sugars, yeah, and when blood sugars are jumping up and down, it makes it more difficult to control them. And it can also spike your hunger. Where is the sweet spot? Because now I'm very confused because I love the juice. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you've seen me. And are you, but are you juicing vegetables or just fruit? Veggies. Veggies. Yeah. So veggies. Yes. Yeah, so totally different. So I was speaking of juicing. Um, so if we're juicing oh. fruit, if you're doing a lot of concentrated, because when we're juicing a lot of fruit, um, we're getting rid of the fiber A and the fiber is super, super, super important. And we're having concentrated forms of sugar, which that's what causes the um, spike in blood sugars. So if I have a person that has a low blood sugar, I have them drink four ounces of juice because it'll raise their blood sugar really high, really fast. Well, if I have a person person who's playing around with um, trending on high blood sugars anyway, and they're drinking juice all day, orange juice, apple juice, their blood sugars are going to be, are going to stay pretty high most of the day. And so juice, the recommendation is four ounces a day, period. That's not four ounces at each meal, but four ounces a day, period. So that's something huge that a person can do if you suspect that there may be an issue with your blood sugars, or if you have diabetes, be sure that you're not drinking large amounts of juice. 
spread your calories pretty evenly throughout the day include some form of protein with each meal that's going to help you be full satisfied with your meal but also give you a good amount of energy so protein um very very important but i i, I tell people it's like the price is right and when it comes to protein you have to come as close to the amount you need without going over without going under because too much of a good thing could be too much and it can um if done in excess for for long periods of time, it could harm your kidneys. And so you want to eat some protein, spread it out throughout the day, spread it out throughout your meals, get a good balance and variety. But I would start with fewer processed foods and increasing fruit and vegetable intake. Well, how do you know what, when you said too much protein, how do you know what's the right amount? So when I was vegan, well, yeah, when I was vegetarian for that month, a hardcore vegetarian at that. But there was something in that salmon that brought me back to life. I haven't turned back since, but right. I don't like, yeah. what is that number or that weight? Yeah. So a serving, I'm going to grab it. A serving of protein, just an average serving is about three ounces. That's about the size of a deck of playing cards. And so for a lunch meal or a dinner meal, three ounces is reasonable. If you go to a restaurant, just imagine sometimes they serve two to three times this amount at one time. And sometimes we sit and we eat it all at one time. And so this is about three ounces. So um, for a female, you know, five to six ounces a day, a male, six to eight ounces. Those are just general numbers. You know, you, we would have to look at a person's height, weight and their health history to give an exact number. Um, if a person has, if their kidneys are compromised, we may go a little lower with that. Um, but even for people who are on a whole food plant base, that's something that um, it's not hard to get the protein, but they usually will need to include some form of beans most day to make their actual um, protein requirement. Okay. Speaking of beans, <laughs> <laughs> how do you get rid of the bloating? Because beans bloated from me beans. feel good. I just yeah. felt like I had a donut around my waistline. I just, they just didn't feel good. Do you do um like fresh beans or, or do you ever soak your beans prior to cooking them? I have, I, I've done it once. I'm not a big bean eater. Okay. But right. when I was a hardcore vegetarian for the month, right? I had it then. Should I soak it? Yeah. So if you're doing dried beans, soaking them um, for several hours just kind of helps break them down. And that will cut down on some of the gassiness, making sure because they're high in fiber. So anytime we're increasing our fiber, what goes along with that? We have to increase our water. Otherwise, we'll have a little situation going on where we may not be too comfortable. So making sure you're getting plenty of fluids um, and beans are something that I tell people if that's something it's a great thing to add to your your diet, but do so even like just even when adding fiber to your diet, do it in small increments so that your body gets adjusted to it and it's pretty comfortable for you. But as we increase our fiber, we must increase our fluid, ideally our calorie and caffeine free fluid. Mm. The fiber kind of starts the job. Water helps complete it. Mm. Okay. So 
back to this quarantine 15 that we talked about earlier. <laughs> so there's so much information on social media about different diets and people trying to drop it, that 15 or the meal prepping, juicing, anything we want to maintain optimal health. But what is the right diet? What's important for our overall health? you for joining me on this episode of Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. If anything you heard today made your soul vibrate, please like, comment, and share this episode with two of your friends. Thank you and I love you all. This for the queen, sisters manifesting their dreams, get your cream by any means and being with self-esteem, beauty supreme and booty walk so mean, the way you fit in them jeans, you eat your cornbread and greens, dance or a doctor, red wine or vodka, redesign your spot and redefine your mantra, retwist your locks and realign your chakras, doing your squats and getting closer to God, huh, brunch it with your squad or taking a girl's trip, adjust your crown, you guys give to the world, sis, celestial body, drink your water, meditate, sun-kissed goddess, heavenly order. Levitate, tribe of Ashanti, black girl magic, melanin popping, whether you ratchet or lavish, whether you bougie or savage, you a gift and a treasure, you got to love a black girl getting a shift together, black girls are getting a shift together, these black girls getting a shift together, man, these black girls are getting a shift together, these black girls getting a shift together, dog. 2020 has proved that we must be prepared for the unexpected, which is why you should contact an Edward Jones financial advisor like Tom DeLeo Day. Contact him at 770-466-0031 to schedule an appointment. Tell him Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together sent you.